What's up, guys? And welcome to Don't Be an Idiot. My name is Jake. I'm here, as always, with Caleb. Uh, hey, let's get rolling this week. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, 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 the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to <laughs> figure it out. We've had a a pretty big string here of of heavy heavy serious lessons. So I thought heavy. today, sorry, yeah, we should play a game. Like, yeah. Play a game. I like games. Play, play a game. Yeah, you're now, talking about the youth pastor. This yeah, is that's half right. Of my job. Yeah, R- right up your alley. Right up. Yeah, uh, yeah. So what I was thinking over the summer uh, while on a mission trip, I was talking with some people, and uh, they reminded me that I've done some. Uh, memorable illustrations memorable or questionable yes okay <laughs> and, and that's gonna be the game yeah just a little uh, context here like Caleb and I both teach on a regular basis yep. there are tons of different styles uh for instance <laughs> I lean to humor and stories yes I, that's where I lean mm-hmm. Caleb goes big with the uh, illustrations okay is that uh, what you're saying is it yes so I, I swing hard <laughs> And sometimes uh, that means I'm the kid that's spinning around and falling on the ground. You're the both the home run king and the yeah, strikeout yeah, yeah. king. That's uh, what that means. I'm, I'm yeah. shooting my shot here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to, what, what, what the game is, is I'm going to tell you the illustration and I want to see if you can get what the point is. Okay. Oh, so you're going to try to Jesus juke us a little bit here. So this isn't just a fun game. You're actually going to give us the biblical lesson behind some of them. Uh, some of them. It, we, we, we won't spend too much It'll time on it. It'll be a little loose. Little yeah, loose. yeah. And then, uh, and then we'll, we'll end with, did this illustration land or did not? Did it land? Did it, did um, it land? Let's start with where this came from first. Maybe the idiot story that isn't about oh, us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you this, want to start with great. that? Uh, yeah, go for it. Why don't you share it? Yeah, there's a podcast uh, that I have just stumbled across <laughs> called Youth Group chronicles and essentially all it is it's uh youth pastors uh and they're telling stories like insane stories from their youth ministry experience uh yes this sounds awesome so it's a pretty niche podcast to begin (laughs) with like uh sean and i think it's funny um i'm trying to think of things that happened to me in the early 2000s of youth group you know what i mean Um, oh that you did that that, like what happened, the experience like this. But this specific story is this why we're talking about this because they talked about this camp speaker. And if you're in ministry or if you've ever been to camp, you already know camp speakers should kind of raise your flags a little bit because <laughs> camp speakers are known to be extra. Is that, is that what oh, I'm yeah, saying? That's extra? Great. Like, that's great. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of times you bring in a camp speaker to say things that are hard that sometimes maybe it's hard for you to say on a daily basis because you're with them. Mm. So they just come in, they're kind of like the shock jockeys sometimes, and then they leave and you're left to be picking up the pieces. So it's, it's actually something I think about a lot when I speak for other people's camps yeah, or when I bring in somebody like Caleb's coming in for a fall retreat soon. Right. This is already too long of a story. So, uh, <laughs> really what's happening telling the story of a camp speaker that came yeah. in and day one of camp, he brings a, uh, a goat with him. Like a, like a, like a goat. goat. Yeah. yeah. So uh, not this, the goat. this has got to be deep in Arkansas legitimate. somewhere. Uh, maybe Oklahoma, you know, where I grew up. This oh, could yeah. have been there. Not in Michigan, though. They're not Definitely doing this not. crap in Michigan. No, no PETA uh, would be all over. Yeah. And so uh, PETA, yeah. Um, he brings this goat and all week he walks around with this goat. 
So like, like a walking petting zoo. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like, I mean, you're with teenagers. What are teenagers going to do? They're going to want to pet and make friends with the goat, and then they go each night. Each night, the goat comes on stage with them. All of these different things, and the final night. So if you know, classically, the Friday night of camp is the big night. Like you, you, you know, no holds. Everything is going. You know what I mean? Like we're we're bringing the gospel. The dude brings the goat up on stage and is speaking about the sacrificial system and what Jesus did for us. He kills the goat on stage in front of the entire camp. Did he cook it up too? I just, <laughs> Make him eat it. So this is a terrible Sprinkle idea. Sprinkling him with blood. I'm just like, I'm, at, I'm trying to put my seat or my, myself in the seat of the youth pastor who brought this guy in, right, right, and right. the calls you get the next week. Like, hey, little Timmy has not been able to eat all week, and he's not <laughs> sleeping well. Uh, keeps doing these great art projects where he's, you know, drawing <laughs> these bl- bloody goats. You know, I I don't know. I It's such a bad idea. So, okay, so let's, uh, the, the game now then, you hear uh. that story. I will tell you that story, that illustration, and then... You have to guess what is the point the speaker is trying uh, to make there. Yeah, so what was the point? Clearly what, the, point what was the point of the goat is like we're talking about Jesus' sacrifice and that sacrifice is a big deal. You know, the sacrificial system was a nasty, messy. I, I get it, guy. I get it. <laughs> I reject it <laughs> you know, wholeheartedly. Like, it's such a bad idea. That's uh, awesome. It's insane. So I can say, Caleb, none of these are going to be at that level. We'll, oh, we'll make I that mean, the but, top but that's, of the... That's, the... that's the point, though. Like... I, I could, I, I, I heard that story and I was like, yeah, I would do that. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think you would. I, I don't think I have the guts to. <laughs> the goat had the guts to, clearly. So he lost the guts. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> the first one, uh, I constructed a giant scale on the stage, like, and, and, like this. Think the scales of justice. Okay. And. And it's like I the was, kind you see in your physical science class where they're weighing stuff and going back uh, and forth. No, no, like it would just literally like the scales are just like, so like does one side outweigh yeah, yeah, the yeah. other side? I got so, you. So mm-hmm. just, and, and it was on stage during the whole sermon and I, and I did use it. I had weights that I hung on either side. What? <laughs> this one is maybe the least amount of information. Like I'm you. sitting here thinking like, is it going to be the good things you do are never going to outweigh the bad things you do? Like. Nope. If it's the end of the scale, no. Mm. Okay, so the scale. No, but that that's good. That's good. Um, like maybe the sin that you feel like is never going to be, it's always going to be too bad. Then Jesus comes in and you know outweighs with his grace or his grace and love. Nope. And yeah, I don't know. What is it? What was it? Well, okay, I'll, I'll give you a hint. See if you can get it. Okay. It's about balancing. So balancing your life between God and other things. Nope. <laughs> I mean, how far do you mean? How many bad yeah, guesses yeah. do I get? I mean, it was all about uh, we need to be balanced between truth and grace, and we need to offer both to the the world needs both truth and grace, and we can't land too heavy on one and and forget the other. We need both of them in our life, both truth and grace. Okay, so did you do a good job of like, dude? I don't know that. Come on, <laughs> like, did it? Did the thing work the whole time? Did it? Did it fail on you? Did it? Uh, did you ever get it perfectly balanced? I honestly don't remember that far back. So it's a young Caleb illustration. Probably. Okay. Probably. So over one. Yeah. Over. Yeah, I win. I win that you one. Win. Okay. Uh, or lose. <laughs> uh, and then did it land? Uh, it was more of just a visual aid than necessarily like a power illustration. So I don't think it, it didn't need to land to make the point of the sermon. Like if you're wasn't. at my camp and I'm the youth pastor, we'll let this be the scale and you do this. I'm in. 
I like this. I think it's great. It's a giant scale. It um, didn't have a a a, a very uh, high ceiling or a low floor. Meaning the payoff, if it went great, wasn't super high. Yeah. And the the negative effect, if it goes terrible, isn't too yeah, bad either. Yeah. Like it, it, I, that's why sweet it wasn't. Spot. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So the next one, this one you should get. Mm-hmm. I built a nine foot nine inch tall person on stage out of balloons a giant. and trash bags. I was not here for this one, but I've heard about this one. <laughs> uh, and the joke I always heard about this one was when Caleb stood by it, everyone laughed. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, well, yeah, go for so it. clearly it's, it's a Goliath illustration and you're trying to give a good visual aid of how tall this giant is and you're trying to make it. And were you David in the illustration? Yeah. Yeah, because you. Because I'm the average height of a Jewish man. Of a Jewish man back at that time. Yeah. Actually, I'm slightly taller. So just giving that visual of. I <laughs> like that you turned the short joke around on everyone else and said no. Like no, I'm, I'm David. Yeah, I'm the giant killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the title of that servant was actually David and the Dwarf. Uh, about uh, is that PC enough for 2020? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was a uh, uh, Charles. Um, Who's the guy Joe loves? Uh, Chuck Swindoll. Chuck Swindoll. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was his title. I fully just ripped it off. Yeah, it's great. It's all about seeing uh, the giants from God's perspective. And that's really what David does. So, uh, yeah. So, you no, nailed that one. Yeah, the so. payoff. I, I think it was good because, again, it had a uh, a pretty uh, low floor. Like, it, if it went bad, it. I guess the worst thing, it could have fallen over mid-sermon. That, that would be pretty bad. I, I'm also thinking, like, the time it takes to build it. Did you spend more time building the illustration than you do preparing for the sermon? Like no, that's a question no, they, you should yeah, always yeah. ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the uh, scale, maybe. <laughs> that one was a little bit more yes. involved. This one was uh, balloons stuffed in trash bags that I taped up and, and built. <laughs> like. It sounds really trashy. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fun. Uh, if you're the, the speaker at my camp, I'm good with this. Now, Great. Uh, as soon as you let the kids a hold of it, they're going to pop all your balloons. Well, and, that and I did that in the sermon, popped it. To bring Goliath back down to size. Did you pop his head? Because that's no. That would have been great. Get a little slingshot. Yeah, because the, the the terrible part of the story that no one tells, like in our nursery rhymes. Oh, oh David defeated the. Oh, so we're excited about this five foot eight man chopping the giant's head off and then standing over him. We with always his sword. Well, and lifting up the head. Yes. <laughs> For some reason, we all are, tell are, the whole story, people, yeah, right. or don't tell the story at all. Rude. So. All right. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you a pass on that one. That one's pretty good. Okay. This next one's rough. Ooh, okay. This one, it, I, I get a lot of grief for, and people talk to me about it still. This, well, like people, may, this may be my very first sermon ever. I am not sure. So Caleb's known as this guy for at least the first two years of his ministry here. Oh, definitely. Okay. So I, I'm in the middle of preaching, and I've got a tie on. And everything. Uh, and I maybe even had a suit jacket on. And while speaking, I just slowly start taking, I take off my tie, take off my jacket. Getting a little hot. I start unbuttoning my shirt, take off my shirt. Like in a 30 or 45 minute sermon, you're just slowly doing this over time? No, no, I or mean, is it quick? It's, I'm, I'm, I'm actively undressing. So it's not like one button. I just think talk you found for a minute. what you need not to do on a church stage. <laughs> well, so and then I I, had to t- I take off my shoes, and I take off my pants. Mm. Now, I was clothed underneath. What I had on underneath of my dress clothes was I had a track uniform on. Oh, so which are not 
modest. No, by any so standards, it's the short shorts. It's the the tank top, uh, running shirt. Uh, yeah. So, what was the point of the illustration? What is the point? <laughs> uh, maybe I'm trying to remember because I, I I've heard about this one, but I'm not sure I've heard the sermon illustration. So, is it like run your race, get ready to like shed all of the weight unnecessary? you know, things of the world and prepare to run your race. Uh, that's a Pauline kind of theme and idea. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> yes. I, I'm pretty confident that that was the point. Can but I do anyone not... else tell you what the point of the sermon was? Or do they only remember you taking your clothes off? Well, and this is why it failed hard. Nobody remembers the point. And that's, that's where you know the Failing. illustration was yeah. terrible because nobody nobody remembers what the point of it was. They're just like, I just you remember. You don't remember what the point of it was. I don't remember. Right. Like, uh, I think that makes sense. That's what I, what I would say. But, uh, yeah, so that one was a hard, hard pass. Honestly, at did camp, not, at a team land. camp, I'm not super mad about this one. Okay. Why is that? Uh, I, th- I think the setting is somewhat appropriate like you're you're pretty extreme you know what i mean uh you're wearing a track uniform i'm not going to be upset about the track uniform necessarily there are cultural just <laughs> guidelines that you're <laughs> shattering you know um that you need to yeah i think if you ever find yourself taking your belt off and unzipping your pants on a church stage i think you're you should be saying stop yes. what you're doing now kind of like when you're slitting the throat of a goat in front yes. of people like this hey. if that's a 10 this is a seven i think so <laughs> well, that's pretty high up seven that's or eight pretty high up i just on the scale of murdering a goat in front of people just knowing someone's grandma is in the crowd <laughs> needs to slow your process down a little bit to thinking uh uh that's great because <laughs> now maybe this is me there's no way i could stay I, I couldn't stand confident in a track uniform in front of people right now like so the fact that you're going to be doing it <laughs> This is pre-camera, though, so we don't really have any good we evidence. We of this. did not. How yeah. did Andy feel about you this cannot, one? You cannot. Is she like wolf whistling you in the back, or is she like? I oh cannot no! Believe my this wife is my... gets so embarrassed when I speak, and she's always so nervous if I start telling any story that, uh, yeah, involves her at all. She's okay. She listens to the podcast just to hear if I say anything embarrassing about her or us or myself or she listens to the podcast to call me out on any no. mistakes that i make oh yeah you want to confess yeah that right guys now? i'm from i think we already did this didn't we i'm from <laughs> i'm from oklahoma i know garth brooks yes i said the line wrong get over it uh <laughs> what line did you say yeah it was friends in low places which is probably not this is kind of like <laughs> taking your pants off on a church stage singing it in the church podcast uh i said blame it all on your on your boots instead of blame boots. it all on your boots yeah, which I mean, just want to formally apologize to the people <laughs> that are are checking me, uh, like Andy. So uh, you, you're right, Andy. You win. Yep. So uh, we're gonna go with a fail on this one. Uh, Hard. I, think I, I agree because you didn't know. I'm gonna say that <laughs> was the point of your sermon was you know Lost. run your race. Um, All right, this next one. Uh, I had a long beam, and I was uh, demonstrating re- really the ideas of fulcrum. Like mm-hmm. how easily you can move something very large with very minimal effort uh, if you use the fulcrum properly. I was here for this one. Mm-hmm. This was our first Mogwog. We were at New Life Ranch. Oh, man. Do you remember what the what the theme was that year? It was parables. 
It, it, so I don't remember the exact theme, but they yeah. were all different parables. I don't remember either. So, uh, but clearly you're moving something like, so this could go one or two directions. Sin has power to lift, you know, to, to throw you off course. Or the other would be things like community and getting help is going <laughs> to allow you. That's to, how you would have done this illustration. Yeah. Uh, it's from one of the weirdest parables in the Bible. It's about the, the shrewd or really the, the wicked deceptive manager. And the point was that he leveraged everything he had to advance his own, uh, yeah. uh, uh, his own name, and that Jesus then commends him for being shrewd and says that the disciples should be like that, leveraging everything they have to advance God's kingdom to the advancement of the gospel. That's yeah. really really good. So, uh, just talking about leveraging what you have. So, what I remember is you weren't on a stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that limited your ability to, to do this. It was hard it, to see. It was. It, 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 yes. So. But uh, I think you brought someone like me up to prove that you, it might've been me. Yes. It I, probably been, you. It probably been me. Yeah. So. That I could lift you up. Because I outweigh you by 60, 80 pounds, something like that. So. Something like that. Yeah. So, uh, simple, easy, visible. Wasn't at, wasn't as visible as it should be. So I only, that one I would say marginally successful. Yeah. Um, at best. So. Uh, As a camp speaker, I mean, I was there. I invited it. I knew it was happening. It was good. Yeah, we I prepped it ahead of time and everything. Talked about it. Looked at it. So, uh, it was it was just okay, just okay. Uh, it did fully hit with the point of the the lesson, though. Uh, yeah. As opposed to some of these others that I, I'm not sure <laughs> how well they did that. All right, this next one uh, actually sounds pretty similar. Uh, I had a really cute stuffed lamb sitting. I was all in for this one. On my I podium. was an accomplice. <laughs> I will, because I remember talking through your sermon with this one, and I was all in. So, this is what I'll, I'll say I, I loved. <laughs> but so. Uh, you had the stuffed lamb. Had the the lamb, the lamb, excuse me. <laughs> had the stuffed lamb and and talking about it the, uh, th- through the sermon, uh, repeatedly bringing it up. And then at one point, I pull out a knife. <laughs> He's got a knife. And slit the stuffed lamb's throat. And I had a bag prepped with red-looking blood stuff inside of it that then spilled out all over this white little stuffed lamb. What's the point? I, I remember it well because we were teaching on uh, the Jews leaving Egypt. And yep. it was the Passover. And in the story, they're invited to bring the lamb inside with them and their kids. Like, if you today brought a lamb to your house and oh. brought it inside. Yeah. Like, you just traumatized your children. They're so cute. But the point was to give an example. Now, kids in that time would not have been... They would have seen sacrifice. They would have seen death at a, you know, um, at a, at a much different level than our kids do. Right, right. This is uh, why the goat was too far. Too far. We don't actively kill any animals that any of our kids see. Um, oh, my kids are in rude awakening when they start. When my chickens <laughs> stop laying eggs, like like half of the reason was I want their hands on their food. So there's something really good about that that we've yeah. lost. But uh, yeah, I I uh, stand by this. You obviously remembered the point, and it's. Just reading that story, that would be brutal. Like our society, that would be very... I think this was such a great opportunity because the point of the illustration was to show the brutality and the mm-hmm. shock of it. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a seemingly brutal and shocking thing. And people 
you could not remember that without remembering the point of the sermon. They tied in so well together. So A plus on this one. Uh, one of your best. Awesome. Maybe your best. It was fun. It was a fun one to do. Okay, this one, this one, I, I really doubt you'll be able to get. I had two chairs on stage. This goes back to youth pastor days. And young Caleb, one young Caleb I had visibly weakened, like cut out supports. Uh, and, and then I sat in one, and then I sat in the other, and it immediately broke apart. I've I, only ever seen chairs to be illustrated for faith. And I've done that before. Like, you know, talk about how you have faith in things and why do you have faith in this chair? Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm just going to go with the high probability that it's a faith illustration. And one is an example of something you shouldn't have faith in. And one is an example you should have faith in. Perfect. N- nailed it. That's I just want awesome. everyone to know on this podcast, I'm better than Caleb. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm learning. I think this whole, this whole uh, episode is proving that, that you yes. are the better person. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go that far. Just the point is, yeah, f- faith. It, I sat in both. My weight did not change. My level of faith didn't change. What matters is the object of the faith. And, and yeah, you know. I that. just read the three little pigs at the wedding that I just got to do. You were there. Yeah. Do you remember how it tied in? Uh, I tied it into the, the house. The, the work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the wolves come and the, you know what I mean? So it's similar. Like it matters what you build your house out of is kind of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. I told, a, I just, I use it as a shocking story. Hey, I'm going to tell the three little pigs at your <laughs> wedding. I told Marley and she's like, you're going to tell the three little, I was like, trust me, I got this. Nailed it. Yeah, so good idea to tell the bride on the day before, you know what I mean? Hey, the three little yes, pigs. As if she was. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, that one was fun too, uh, except for the part where I absolutely because you you kind of go hard like so I sat down really hard on the on the firm chair so I had to go equally as hard on the chair that I knew would break. So <sighs> did you though? Did I, you have to go equally as hard to? You, yeah, you you always go hard. Did always you get any air? Hard. Did you jump? No, but uh, you know when you like flop down onto the couch, that's what I did. I flopped yes. down, but it, it I did a proper job. Weakening the we call supports. that being a plopper when you come and just plop on plopper. the chair. That's good. Yes. That's uh, good. Someone in my family is a plopper. I won't call her out, but <laughs> I just gave you 50% chance of figuring out who it was. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right. This one was uh, not that long ago, but just had a. I remember this one. I see uh, looking at the notes here. So. Uh, flower pot. Uh, you know, one of those clay flower pots. And so I'm talking. I read the, the passage and then. Uh, you almost gave it away. Kind of you read picked the, it up. I read the passage. Yeah, yeah. The passage. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and then just picked it up and smashed it right down onto my uh, yeah. hipster table, as you call them, the, the table I use. Did you cut your hand? No. no. You were worried about it. I remember you being worried about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I remember this one because I was in the crowd for it. I, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what it was for. I just remember. I remember the noise being the thing that I remember. Very, very loud. Uh, and if you know Caleb, anything that... <laughs> out noises him when he's preaching <laughs> is a uh, significant thing. Uh, is that, yeah, I, I think that's true. I don't think that's too far no, to no, say. Nope, nope. <laughs> that uh, was a significant noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, was it something to do about your, you know, your body? No, what is it? Your treasure being found in clay pots? No, uh, actually, that's what I, I actually had to go back and just check on this one because I was like, I vaguely remember doing this. What was the point? Uh, <laughs> uh, if I give you the, the series it was in, you you may okay. remember it was in the dangerous prayers series. No, I uh, was not not. I don't remember that one. 
Uh, I don't remember the Dangerous Prayer series that much. So. Oh, really? Um, Break Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Break Me. And, uh, yeah, that were to be to be broken. And, th- and that's what it, that's what the yeah. the passage was talking about. Hey, shout out to, uh, that brings me remember, one of our favorite podcasts. I just want to shout out this week's episode on the Dad Tired podcast when he talked about being frail but full. Mm. Uh, it was really, really good. So uh, we don't normally shout out. I'm shouting out the Dad Tired. Go listen to that. Yep. So. Yeah, it's great. Had a lot to do with that break me idea. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and that your brokenness is never something you should hide from your your, your kids, kids, your and family, just your people. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that he went after the uh, the hustle culture. I think the hustle culture is a really sneaky one that has snuck into the church. Mm. Um, like if I just work harder, then I'm a better person. The the grit, the grind. Yeah, which uh, I don't. It's not against having grit and grind and working right. hard, but. Uh, your value is not found in how how well you do or how hard you go or how many jobs you can get done. So good. I, I remember the clay pot. I remember being talked about, but clearly I'm going to give you an F because I don't remember. Yep. That, so yeah, <laughs> not going to give me did, a bad grade. Did it land? Uh, I think in the moment yeah. it did, but it wasn't long-term memory. What's the point time. of an illustration? You're trying to make your sermon sticky. Yep. Yep. That's, that's what you're doing. And there's risk inerrant risk to each one of these. Yeah. Um, and I think in the moment it was, I think it didn't, it didn't carry on. It doesn't help bring this back up. Before you get to this last one, how many of these came up in the conversation you had this summer that kind of sparked this? What are other people remember? Which one did they oh, remember? Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, they mentioned the giant. Uh, they mentioned <laughs> the getting naked. Not uh, naked, just undressed into get, a tracksuit. Get, I'm helping you out. Getting here, undressed. Yeah, I'm getting undressed. The lamb had to come up. The lamb... Um, the lamb did uh they did not know this last one because this last one took place at when i was youth pastor early uh, on uh no not necessarily no uh, later it would have been one of the i later think this ones has been a don't pastor. be an idiot story already it, is it yes yeah, i think it has so, so it's going to be a little review here yeah so <laughs> i'm trying to tell the story without uh what i did was I made brownies for the entire youth group. And so they could all hold a, a little piece. But I had included dog poop in the brownie. Like I, I literally went out and got from my yard some some of my dog's poop and mixed it in uh, with the brownies. And then I cut little squares. So everybody in the audience was holding a little uh, poop brownie. and I, And I got... One volunteer to taste and see if they could find the secret ingredient. And uh, and then I had trash cans. But this should have tipped them all off. I had trash cans stationed all around the room. Nobody was more than like six feet away from a trash can. And uh, yeah, the one kid, he didn't guess the secret ingredient, obviously. And uh, yeah, so then I tell them all what the secret ingredient was and then told them to throw it away. But they didn't believe me. Caleb wouldn't do this. He likes me. Caleb would never poison a brownie in front of me. Based off nothing in my character or nature, they did not believe me. Yeah, if Caleb told me that, hey, don't eat that, I'm not going to eat it. (laughs) Because his his scale of what he's willing to eat is... is, uh, is lower than mine. All right. So you've even heard me tell this before. Well, you stole this. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm uh, sure I stole all from of From some of my favorite Okies. Oh, really? This is a Skit Guys thing. Oh, is it really? Yes. He uh, 
So I don't I, think I do this. Because uh, to see if your point's the same, it was he was talking about his son wanting to uh, go see a rated R movie. And he okay. was like, Dad, there's just a little bit of nudity. There's just a little bit of violence. There's just ah, a little bit of sin. Maybe I did see it. Yeah, there's a little bit of sin. And uh, so the point of this is like, okay, we'll have these brownies. Oh, there's just a little bit of poop. Just a little bit. But mm. of course, you wouldn't want to eat the brownies in the same way we should react the same to the sin in our lives. Yep. So uh, do you know this kid, guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you've so probably may, seen him. I, maybe so. I did see it. And maybe I, maybe I just stole it from them. Uh, I, I know, don't remember. I mean, steal it proudly. Um, so uh, bottom line. It failed miserably. How many kids ate poop brownies? Uh, one of them shoveled six or seven in his mouth. That would be just a... Sh- I, I know the kind of, kind of kid. Um, uh, <sighs> I think the concept was good, but I did not... <laughs> Yes, plan uh, I the, think where you failed is you gave everyone a brownie. I did. You wanted yeah. crowd participation, and yeah. what killed you was crowd participation. Yeah. So and yeah, and so and nobody, nobody listened to that. I'll have teenagers that come and be like, "Hey, remember that time you fed me poop brownies?" Except they're they're all adults now. Yeah, actually. they're all married, having kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the one that ate like five, six, seven. He has like three kids. So I who is it? Austin Coleman. Oh, calling out the Coleman's. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, yes. So I, I knew this one. So you're, you're, you're batting 500 here, <laughs> which isn't terrible in baseball, but it's awful in ministry. Um, yes. Uh, what have you learned? Yeah, that's great. That's what I was just going to say. Uh, basically, you have to make sure that whatever you do uh, for an illustration doesn't overpower the point uh, uh, of the sermon. Like it has to be so closely tied that people can't walk away well, I failed if people walking away talking about the illustration but don't know what the illustration was illustrating. Yeah. It's just meant to be a picture of some other truth. So if it's so powerful, if the illustration is so powerful that they just walk away talking about that, I have failed. And so it's learning to uh, create in some way memorable visuals to illustrate the point that then enhance the point instead of taking away from it let's just look at jesus because he did this all the time all the time uh one of the one of the most clear he called a kid to him set him on his i say that that's just a, a famous depiction of it but he's like hey be like little children you know what i mean he's talking well, to little he kids. does no in that story he does he brings he, a kid and yeah, puts yeah. Him on his lap yeah. yeah and look look at the flowers of the field look at the birds of the air mm-hmm, look mm-hmm. at the fishermen so he's using things that are easily connectable to the mm-hmm. scripture and uh but not overly distracting and so you yep. be fishers of men uh the whole, um, one of the most confusing stories in the Bible is when Jesus curses that fig tree. Oh, and it's like, yes. hey, you're not producing fruit. And they know, hey, it wasn't fig season. <laughs> and that's a whole illustration. That's the wh- only point. That we're not fully going to understand because I think we're outside of the culture. Well, uh, uh, sort of. Um, uh, in the context there, the Israel... Uh, Jesus had just come to the triumphal entry. He walked to the temple, saw what was going on in the temple, and the temple was supposed to be this place. Uh, and so, specifically in the court of the Gentiles, sorry, this is getting super nerdy. He like, I'm always waiting for Nerd Cam to show up, and he's here. <laughs> I just talked about this on Sunday because it fitted to our whole theme that we were talking about in in Bible Hour. Uh, so. Uh, Jesus walks uh, triumphal entry, literally in the narrative flow. He walks right to the temple, sees what's going on in the temple. The court of the Gentiles is filled with people buying and selling uh, animal sacrifice uh, to to purchase their animals. Yeah, this is, by by the way, that in itself is not a problem. This is a a needed uh, economic thing. Yeah. 
they need a place to change to change their money to to buy animals. You don't want to be traveling from hundreds of miles with your pigeons. That's weird. Uh, but it was not meant to be done in the temple, and specifically the tent- uh, the 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 um, court of the Gentiles. The Gentiles were getting forced out. They had no place to worship God. Uh, this goes back to uh, prophecies in Jeremiah and Isaiah, uh, and that's what. So Jesus walks out, and then it says the next day he, as he's coming back to the temple, he sees this fig tree and goes up to get a fig tree out of it. And there is no figs because it's not the season. The the biblical writer notes, and so Jesus curses it, and it withers. And then he walks into the temple and does his famous uh, Flip w- flipping tables, yeah. throwing everybody out. And he says, and then he combines two quotes from Isaiah and Jeremiah. It says, "In my house." Uh, is meant to be a place of worship for the nations and you have turned it into a den of robbers and thieves. And then as they walk back out, uh, they see this withered fig tree and the disciples are like, hey, what? The whole point is that Israel was meant to be producing mm-hmm. fruit and there's no seasonal nature for a, a life producing fruit. Yeah, They were called to be producing fruit at that time. And instead they had been excluding people. They'd been not producing fruit and they're going to be cursed just like that fig tree was. Uh, I forget how we got there, but that whole thing, it was Jesus gave incredible, powerful illustrations that uh, also sometimes didn't land. Well, and the Sermon on the Mount's full of them. Sermon uh, on the Mount is oh, so good. So good. Uh, John, uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Uh, go read that on your own. So be good. Well, it's a little bit of a change of pace here. Um, I'd love to know, like, come tell us what you remember from Caleb's crazy illustrations uh, and, and see, you know, how, how far that goes and what rabbit hole. And if you remember the actual uh, <laughs> the actual point of the story, which would be great. So great. Uh, we will be back next week talking about the power of moments. Looking forward to that. Yeah, so uh, we can't wait to see you then.